five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. like a little uh, Mercury retrograde beginning at the start of the show. Um, you know, last week I didn't play the, uh, the intro. So when you don't do something on a consistent basis, see, see now, I, now I can even hear myself again. So I had two windows open and, uh, and I could, so I could hear the intro with the music and I could also hear the intro with the music on the channel. So it's a little unnerving, but hey, it's a Mercury Retrograde, and we're going to set things right today. We've got a great show planned for you, and uh, you can see behind me that I'm actually in the Temple of Mercury. Oh, yeah, there is a Temple of Mercury, and we're taking you there sort of live. This is like the metaverse in some ways. I can create any kind of world that uh, you and I want to participate in. So there is a theme for today's show, and it does have to do with Mercury, and uh, we're going to have two guests today. It's sort of like a double feature. The first guest is going to be the sort of the, the short film that leads into the longer feature film. And uh, our first guest is going to be the lovely and talented Joan S., who is a uh, dentist by trade and not just any dentist, a biological dentist. And we've been talking about doing this for a while, which was doing a Mercury retrograde show and doing a Mercury retrograde show talking about Mercury removal because that's what uh, that's what the good doctor specializes in so we're going to get into that and uh, we're going to dive in for about a half an hour and you're going to learn about why it's important to have whatever remnants of mercury uh, that's uh, lying around in your mouth removed and this is the season to do it and at the bottom of the hour we're going to bring uh, Mr. Uh, Sir Howie McCoskey on the show all the way from Finland and uh, we're going to talk about, hopefully, I just threw this out there as an idea. We're going to talk about trouble in Tartaria and some of the things that have been happening recently with people that are researching the, this hidden civilization, the lost world, our uh, history that has been hidden from us right beneath our feet. And I'm sure Howie will have a great philosophical take on some of the things that we're going to talk about today. So that's what you have to look forward to. Broadcast it to you live from the Temple of Mercury. So uh, let's get right to it. Let's bring on the good doctor, the lovely and talented Joan S. She's hooking up here. Got to get your... Uh, Mic together, and you got to get your video together. I'm hearing some rumblings, the ambient sound. Hello there. Hi. You're looking very colorful today. Thank you. 
We got a little Jasper competition down here, just in case. Oh, is uh, who is it? Is, <laughs> Krishna. Krishi. There is no competition. Sorry. The only he comp thinks there is. He the thinks only competition is in Krishna's head. <laughs> Nothing more. Um, all right. So you and I have been talking about doing this for a while, and today is the day we're gonna we're gonna find out and talk about the uh, advantages of getting mercury removed from your mouth. So I've never, I've never asked you this question. How many, do you know, rough estimate, how many holistic biological dentists there are in this country that do what you do? Probably not that many. There's more now than there has been. Because we've, I've been, I do the certification for safe mercury removal with the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine, and we have a lot new of new dentists doing it now. And but when I started out 25 years ago, there were hardly any. So, let's talk a little bit about your background. You went into dentistry as a, as a straight dentist, and then you had your eyes opened around. Two things. One, the fluoridation of the water, which we're not probably going to get into today, but the one but it, and, and congruent with that, though, was mercury and the dangers of mercury. Do you want to talk about how that happened and how you got your eyes open to this? I started there was a uh, ophthalmologist actually in town who was doing chelation therapy, mm -hmm. and he took me to lunch one time because he needed a dentist to safely remove the fillings out of the patients because otherwise you're just going up the down escalator you're you know every time you chew or swallow when you have mercury fillings you're getting more mercury into your body because the heat even drinking coffee makes them uh, emit vapors and then it goes into the rest of your body so he wanted someone to safely remove it and um, sat down and had a nice lunch with me he actually gave me a huge poster of all the teeth relations to all the different body parts and organs I still have it in the office framed. It's, it's so, great. so, so I've, I've never, I've never asked you this question before. It's kind of funny to your guest now. Um, <laughs> so how long into your practice did this occur? How long have you been practicing dentistry? And all probably of a sudden you had your eyes open? 12 years, probably about 12 years. So you practice dentistry straight for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And then you have this epiphany and this revelation. You're like, Wow this thing is related to a lot of health issues and I have to, I have to re-rack and re-rebrand re, re and redevelop who I am and what I do. Mm -hmm. I also checked my levels and my levels were off the chart of mercury toxicity at the time and, uh, you know, started working on that. Right. And, and then so I started seeing patients get better after they get removed and, and they would detox. And this is another question I never asked you. How long did it take you to get up to speed from being a, a traditional dentist to being a biological dentist and being able to do what you do now? I, it started slowly. I guess that <laughs> the staff was getting upset because every time I'd go to a conference, they go, oh no, we're changing this. <laughs> I think the last thing on board was the root canal issue. Uh, I started doing the, the mercury move on doing it safely. And then of course the fluoride, it took all the fluoride out of the office. And uh, then the last thing was the the root canal. So we'll go back to mercury. We'll 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 return in a retrograde fashion to mercury. Um, let's talk about the root canal thing. T tell people about why root canals can be really dangerous. 
So all your teeth go to different organs energetically, kind of like your foot, you know, like if you have a, you can see the different organs where they represent on the foot or the ear or the palm. Well, all the teeth go to different organs or body parts too. So it's threefold. Number one, you can have an energetic blockage on that area from the root canal because it's dead. Dentistry is the only, it's the only profession that leaves something dead in your mouth. If your appendix is dead, they take it out. Your toes dead, they cut it off. So the tooth is made primarily of these dentinal tubules, these tiny little tubes that are stacked one on top of another. So if you stretch them out, a molar has three miles of those tubules in the tooth. That's amazing. So in the middle of the tooth is the nerve and the blood supply. So when the tooth dies, the nerve actually dies. So when they do a root canal, they actually pull out that nerve and the blood supply and they fill it with this rubber stuff. And then they, you have your tooth, but it's sitting there dead. But when the tooth's alive, the nerve is flushing those tubules clean all the time. When you pull the nerve out, nothing's flushing those tubules. So you're, all the bacteria go into those tubules and they hide and the body can't get to them. So they sit there and they morph and they emit toxins and just, it's like a little condo for <laughs> bacteria. So, and the, but your body can't get to it anymore because you've taken the blood supply away. But every time you chew or you put pressure on it, it spills out into your body, into your bloodstream, and it can go on to weak organs or, you know, cause trouble in your body with the toxins. They do emit, they have shown that the root canals will emit a toxin that actually kills the gene that kills cancer cells in your body. So that's really? an issue if someone has cancer. And thirdly, your spleen, your nose, that there's something dead there. So it's going to be sending extra white blood cells there all the time. And it uses them up where they could be used somewhere else where you need them. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a waste of your, of your white blood cells. Um, in terms of percentage of people that have mercury in, your, in their teeth, I would say probably the majority of the population has this, right? It depends. Um, you know, it depends how cavity prone you were or how, how long ago you had them put in. You know, uh, still probably half the dentists still use it because it's cheap and easy, which is sad. And the right. problem is getting them removed. You want them removed safely, or you're gonna, are you gonna get more exposure? So uh, you sent me a, an image, a couple of images here. And this is what a uh, what it looks like when you go in and remove mercury. Uh, there's a high degree of containment, right? So um, I'm assuming this is you and one of your assistants and you guys are wearing your uh, COVID masks there and you're completely <laughs> hazmatted up. And this is what's going on with the patient. And there's this very large evacuation tube, which goes to a, a significant filter, right? Like you can't just have this stuff go out into the environment anywhere. No, I actually have a filter on top of the, the ceiling that vents outside and I also have the suction has a mercury trap that catches the mercury so it doesn't go into the sewer system also. So there's, there's a lot that actually goes into this, not just from your place as a practitioner, but also the environmental stuff. Because people, I'm sure, are, would ask the question, well, if this is so bad for me, then what's going to happen when it gets out of me and where's it going to go? So wh wh where does it go? Once you, and I've never asked you this question either. Like, where does, where, where does all the trapped an old mercury go-to? Well, we have a mercury trap that's on the end of our suction mm -hmm. 
that's supposed to trap it. And then we have to clean that. You know, we have to send that in and replace it every once in a while. Um, we have the patient actually rinses with charcoal beforehand. We give them charcoal. I mean, there should be another picture of the tooth totally isolated. We isolate the tooth mm -hmm. so that nothing leaks through. Yep. And so that we're, we're getting rid of most of the vapor. Because once you hit it with the drill, it vaporizes and it's way more toxic. Right. You sent me a video, which is too long to play on this show. It's, it's about a smoking tooth. There should be another picture with that one right before. Yeah, so we'll, uh, I'll put the link to the smoking tooth. And I think this is the picture that you're referring to, which is right here. Uh, but the video is an interesting one. And, and people, it's about a 20-minute video. So I would uh, recommend people understand like how serious this is by taking a look at that video. So here you go. This is the uh, picture you were telling me about. Yeah, she had three fillings there and we totally isolate them so that nothing leaches through Right. when we're drilling. And that's like a mercury um, cream that helps absorb the mercury as well. Uh -huh. Right. And a okay. nitrile dam because you don't want latex. It goes through latex. Oh, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, this is another question I've never asked you, but when did the practice of filling teeth with mercury start? Actually, it's an interesting story. So I think around 1850s, there was a group of dentists who came, they used to just fill with gold. They came up with this mercury concoction. So the mercury fillings are half mercury and half different, like five or six different metals powdered. Mm -hmm. And you mix it together and you have a certain amount of time before that sets up and gets hard. So you can just pack it in there and smooth it off and then you're done, right? Mm -hmm. So they came up with this, this concoction and the, the dental association at the time said, are you kidding? That's mercury. You shouldn't put that near the brain. It's not good. And they said, well, we'll just start our own dental association. And that's how the American Dental Association started. They actually that was have, the, that's, they have the patent on the amalgam fillings. So that was, that was, they started around this whole thing with mercury. That's how they began. Yes. So they, they needed, they needed basically a, like a lobby and uh, to, to uh, support their practice of filling mouths with mercury. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> That's why they still say that the American Dental Association will still say that it's okay, but mm -hmm. we have to treat it as a hazardous material before you put it in the mouth. And after you take it out of the mouth, but somehow miraculously, it's not hazardous in the mouth. Right. So once it's in your mouth, it's all good. You yeah. Know, it's all safe inside your mouth. Otherwise, it's uh, it's going to kill people or do damage to them. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. So what are the benefits of not having mercury in your mouth? Well, mercury is a huge, mercury causes two problems in the mouth. You have this galvanic problem, the current that it emits. So I actually have a little meter. If someone wants their, their uh, mercury fillings removed, we check the charges of each tooth. So most of the teeth will have a charge. And then the saliva in your mouth acts like the water in a battery and you get this buzz going on, which can cause brain fog, uh, jaw pain, different things. So we actually will check the charges of each filling and then remove the highest ones first because you wanna ease your brain and your body out of that and keep yourself in parasympathetic you don't have a crisis. So that's an issue. If, if you get your fillings removed immediately and you have a result, it's usually from that galvanic issue. Mm. I had someone, you know, we do all the removable, then we take all those things that we're wearing and the garb and the rubber dam and I bag it up and I take it outside. 
And as I was coming back after the patient's getting rinsed with charcoal and everything, she goes, oh my God, I can see again. I can see again. Wow. And she had a feeling right here by her eye when that was the galvanic thing because it was immediate. Right. The, mer the mercury toxicity itself, you have to detox. So, but that's a, uh, mercury is a neurologic, is a neurotoxin. So any uh, mood swings, depression, irritability, uh, tremors, neurologic problems, you know, any of those diseases with neurological problems. Um, also it's inflammatory. So every time you swallow it, you're inflaming your gut. And, you know, all disease starts with inflammation, so. Right. So it sounds like it's a, a two-step process. The first process is get the mercury out and try to have some level of homeostasis with that. But then you have to detox after that because of the effects of the mercury. Mercury has a 40-year half-life, so it doesn't come out in your lifetime. Wow. So you have to kind of coax it out or pull it out or make sure that your, your detox pathways are working. Uh, you know, you can do herbal stuff. You can do the heavy duty chelation areas. I mean, if you're starting, if you're going to detox, you don't want to make sure your body's moving, your bowels are going, because you don't want to loosen it up and then reabsorb it again. So a lot of, a lot of people will use from the natural world, cilantro as a, as a metal detox. Uh, and then there's EDTA, which is also used for uh, detoxing. And I, I think I've heard that zeolite actually works as well. Zeolite, a note with the cilantro, if you still have mercury fillings in your mouth, don't eat cilantro because mm -hmm. it's going to loosen it up and it's going to go right to your brain when you're chewing. So, Same with chewing gum. So don't, don't chew gum if you have mercury fillings so, in your mouth. So this is another question for, for, uh, for you. When you do remove the mercury, let's say you get it all out, then you do do the detox. You, you also have to make sure that the metals or the, the trace minerals that are good for you are still getting in your body. Exactly. So what do you, what do you, what do you suggest for people or how, how, how do they go about doing this? Like being involved in the removal process, but not leaching their body of all these other things that are important. Um, I would make sure you're having a vitamin C. So everything's flowing and going, mm -hmm. um, fulvic acid is really good. You can actually detox with the fulvic acid, but that's a good source of minerals. Mm -hmm. uh, glutathione, your, your body, your liver naturally makes glutathione. Glutathione is a great detox or NAC. You can do NAC as well. Mm -hmm. um, you can do the cilantro, the spirulina. That doctor that uh, first got me into this, he would have his patients make a pesto cilantro, a, a, a pesto cilantro and eat it every day. Uh -huh. Right. But then you have to bring other minerals and in, in back into your body at the same time. Right? Yeah. The fulvic acid is fulvic acid. Yeah. Fulvic Trace acid minerals. will do that. And selenium, you want to make sure you have enough selenium because that helps you detox. So you've been doing this for a while now, which means that you've had the ability to track your patients over time. Uh, what have been some of the long-term results from patients that you've done this for? Can you, can you like pinpoint that and maybe tell a story or two about that? I, I just had a, a, a young patient who's going off to art school and he had this huge filling a huge mercury filling on his upper right. I think he had forever and it was breaking down and he actually needed a crown and he had mm -hmm. a, several others on the other side. So we started with that one. And when he came back to do the other side, he had had eczema for a dozen years. He couldn't get rid of. He said the next day it started going away, which I was surprised because he still had mercury in his mouth. But, but it might've been enough to, to tip the scale a little bit. Did you finally pull out the rest of that mercury? Yeah, we did. And then, uh, he was, he was really doing well. I've seen a lot of um, acne and uh, gut issues, a lot of gut issues and mm -hmm. a lot of brain fog and, and memory issues and, you know, anxiety, irritability. 
Right. Now, uh, you know, true confession here, I had a uh, filling that cracked and then it was connected to the filling that was with mercury. So you actually took the mercury out of my mouth about what, three weeks ago or four weeks ago, something like that. And it, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, you know, I mean, I had some help with the nitrous oxide, some, some of Chris's CBD, uh, but it, you know, it was, wasn't that big of a deal. So if people are freaked out about it uh, and, and it looks super intense with all the gloves and all the uh, protection, it's not that bad. I mean, I, I can tell you it's not that bad, but you only want to do like one at a time. How many, how, how many teeth have you done? The, the most teeth have you done at one time for mercury removal? Usually I don't cross the midline. Uh -huh. So you don't want to cross the midline. That's Huggins protocol. And I usually do the highest charge quadrant. I do usually do a quadrant at a time. Mm -hmm. quadrant so time. Uh, meridian wise, one side will compensate for the other. So you don't want to hit both sides of the, of the meridians at the same time. Cause it'll right. weaken you a little bit. Right. So if you have say two on one side, you could do two on one side. Is that right? Yeah. Depending on the charges and how healthy you are. Okay. And that, or if you have them in a row, like the, the person I would just show the picture, she had three in a row. So we did her. All three at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were all. So when do you say healthy, how do you determine the health of the patient? Like, can you look at somebody and go, okay, this patient only gets one removed today or two. How do you do that? How do you go about determining their health? Well, some of them will come in with issues. I get a lot of patients with health issues or, or autoimmune issues or cancer. I mean, right, but in that moment, like you make a, you make a judgment call and you say, okay, I could go all three in this person. Right? Well, I usually do it by quadrant and it depends uh -huh. if I want to do upper and lower or not, depending uh -huh. on how they are. Yeah. If the, if the charges coincide with it. Right. Um, at one point, I think there was somebody else that was doing what you were doing in Austin, maybe two other people, if I'm right. But I think you're the only dentist now in Austin that is doing this. Is that correct? No, I think there's several others. Some of them just a couple of them have sold their practice. So I'm sure they hopefully they have people doing it too. <laughs> right. Well, one of the things that that I've noticed is that you will get people from all over the country coming to have this done at your place, which is which is pretty significant. And I think maybe they'll like to come to Austin and have a mercury <laughs> removal vacation. Um, <laughs> that's fine but, but but it's but it's a very specialized practice and one that i think is pretty worthwhile it's and you know the other thing that's interesting is like in this world that that we navigate in it's amazing how many people have had or are in the process of having their mercury removed so it seems to be a particular mindset where people are more involved with their health at kind of a you know autonomous or sovereign level can you talk about the idea of having this done and the individual having a sense of empowerment and and being really engaged on managing their own body and their own health well at least your mouth is something you can control there's so much other toxins out there in the air in the you know, everything else we're bombarded with, at least you have some control over what's in your body, what's mm -hmm. in your mouth. So that's, that's a big help. And, and, and the bad thing is when it is in your mouth, you're constantly getting exposed to it constantly. Cause it's one, it's one of those things where I think it's a really sneaky form of empowerment. Like, okay, I'm going to get to the root of some of my issues that, uh, you know, might be related to this mercury that's in my mouth 
we're going to get it done and, and we're going to see what happens, but I'm taking charge of this, right? I'm taking a step in my life to make my life better, which I think is really a good thing. And, you know, when you were able to work with a practitioner like, like yourself who understands this and it's more of a symbiotic relationship, I think it's, I think it's one of these things because people always ask, well, what can I do? What can we do to change our lives? Well, here's something that you can do that really impacts you on a, on a, on a physical level, medical level. And by making this choice from a place of volition and will, what do you think about that? Yeah. And actually, and it actually will affect if you're trying to get pregnant. I mean, it does cause infertility and you don't want to have any mercury going to the, to the baby. Cause that really causes problems. The smaller they are. Yeah. And, that's a whole other issue too, huh? And they say the best way to detox the mother is to have her breastfeed. So guess where the mercury goes? It goes in the breast milk. Interesting. It's not good. So I get a lot of women before they want to get pregnant. You know, well, you could always get up. you could always get formula if that's the case, right? Oops. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Dr. Joan, this has been very informative. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And uh, I'll leave a link in the show notes here at the bottom if you're interested in taking a uh, mercury removal vacation to Austin. <laughs> Uh, you'll be able to hook that up. If you have any questions about having mercury removed from your mouth, I'm sure Joan will be able to answer them for you. So thanks for being here. All right. Thank you. I'll see you later. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was uh, the lovely and talented Dr. Joan Est. And extolling the virtues of mercury removal,